So, all right, reflection and Sabiana is ready. Let's go. Speak a little louder. Um, but I have first um, the assignment of notes for the state of it. Discipline, sorry. Discipline to the Israelites. He told them that they should be proud. And he said, How do we study the Bible? He said that we study the Bible. We study the image of God, which is the character of God as well. We want to be like Jesus. The character has to do with walking in confidence and standing. And then you read Psalms one and he says, Blessed is the man who walks So basically, for the walk, stairs, and this is on Saturday. So basically, it's saying how we get out the character of Christ, which means that we're not supposed to talk in the corner and talk or walk or sit in the
Uh, are you giving Sunday school? Last week Sunday school. No, no. Yes. Okay,
So even if later on we tend to move away from it, we still come back to it. So I believe that it is very important, both for the young and the old. Um, in order to have discipline, we must also know the value of things. And when we place the value of things, it helps us with the choice that we make in life. And so that also can go direct our life. So we must seek the, the quality and the value of what we are looking at. And so that also comes under, under discipline. Submission, you said, is a very powerful word. And um, submission also comes through discipline. We will not learn to be submissive if we don't know how to take discipline. We will not learn how to be submissive if we resist discipline. And um, in being submissive, we must know the word of God and we must understand what the word of God is saying to us so we don't see submission to as a punishment because a lot of people see submission as a punishment. They do not see it as the guideline of the word of God. So therefore, you also continue by saying that discipline is a form of molding and modeling. And in molding and modeling, we are taking something from somebody else to create, you know, who we are and things in us. So you said that fashion is to make life, you know, from a specific person or image and um, molding is to be like something for someone else. So therefore um, to model and to, to mold you must have something in mind what you're modeling after and what you're molding after and so therefore we, we, we must as Christians look towards Christ to model after him and we should also let the word of God mold us because um, we don't allow the word of God to mold us something else will mold us and um, you said that um, when we look at relationships and marriages we should take a picture from Esther and Ruth and see how the journey they make towards um, their, their their goal and to see who guide them, who instructed them, and how they model that behavior from that. And that would also help us, especially those who have problems with submission. Um, it is through submission that Ruth and Esther were able to, to gain the ground that they did and to gain the favor that they did. So therefore, we must redesign who we are and try not to carry our generational belief because a lot of things in us that will rise up against submission and, and discipline is from our generational inequity. And because it is so deep in us, sometimes it seriously resists um, any form of discipline, any form of instruction, and then we're not able to redesign ourselves according to the word of God. So let the word of God be our guide, let it be our, our life, let it be our strength. Thank you, Shelly.
So uh, reflection is very important because we are reminded of what we either did not understand, what we didn't hear, and what we forgot. One thing I love about reflection is it helps me because sometimes, you know, though I have my notes, I can't read word for word and application and, you know, expansion of the word will all not stay in my mind. All right? So I need reflection to know what I said and to be able to, 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 to be able to coordinate the last teaching with the current teaching. So for everybody that hears reflection, use it to either add on to your note, to correct your note, and to fill in where you have black holes. Amen? Our time is, is running again, but I still have to do some touches before we go. Last week, we focused on molding and modeling. And now we want to look at the other part of molding and modeling. And that is to understand the fact that discipline is a command. God commanded discipline. Anytime we see discipline as a punishment, that means that there is a spirit of stubbornness inside of us. Because the spirit of stubbornness resists correction. The spirit of stubbornness resists instruction. So anytime you get instruction and you feel like nobody should tell me what I should do, that means that in your bones and marrows is hidden a spirit called stubbornness. Wherever there is stubbornness, there is also rebelliousness. Both stubbornness and rebelliousness are character are part of the character of Satan. Satan was originally Lucifer, the choir master in heaven. When Satan became stubborn, he rebelled against the authority of God and he was cast out from heaven. The focus this morning is not on Satan and his rebelliousness. But it is on the fact that when there is something inside of us that resists the truth, we should know that we are blending with Satan. So we resist the truth. Anytime we are told the truth, we get angry. Anytime we hear the truth, we feel we have been violated. If you are violated, because you heard the truth. If you are violated because you were told the truth, 
Don't you think that that means you don't have the image of Christ in you anymore? If you hear the truth and you feel violent, it means you are violated. Violence is a description of a person who does not want to take the peace of God. So anytime you hear the word of God, the word of God is true. Jesus is the spirit of truth. So when the truth, you know, it's like you stand before a mirror and you find out that your nose is flat and you try to adjust it. And it's not adjusting because that is the truth. The mirror is telling you that you have a flat nose, but you refuse to accept the fact that you have a flat nose. So you now go to plastic surgery to have a pointed nose. Whether plastic surgery gave you a pointed nose or the original nose or not, the original nose is a flat nose. So listen, the mirror told you your nose is not what you want. You went and changed. Listen very carefully. You have to spend so much money and so much medication to keep that nose pointed because there is a bone here that possibly was not touched and that bone cannot keep your nose pointed. So the truth is that you were originally born with a flat nose. But you went and adjusted it. It's still not your nose. That is artificial nose. I remember when we were growing up, we had, there was a man in our neighborhood who, I don't know what happened to his original teeth, but he was given an artificial teeth. And you know we children, as soon as you see the man, artificial, and you will leave the teeth and drop it. And then we all be excited. Then we'll be following him. Artificial. Then you do that. You know, in those days, he felt very important that he had an artificial teeth. But one day, he had a fight with somebody. And the person said, I will destroy your artificial teeth. So we can see your original teeth. From that day, his, his, his countenance was broken. His pride was broken. When you call him artificial, he gets angry. He doesn't want to hear that again. There is something about us. We were originally created in the image of God. And because you originally created in the image of God, anytime we sin, we go back to God and we say, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Break me, melt me, and mold me. Because I have done something wrong. 
I have gone astray. I no longer look like you. You know, there was this lady I once worked with. She's darker than I am. And then one day, she traveled, came back, and she has turned into a white lady. Her hair has turned into a white lady's hair. And everybody was curious. What happened to you? She said, that is the original skin. Everybody said, no. This is a picture of who we know. And this is who you are now. And you know, in order to maintain that image, it was a lot of money to keep that pointed nose and everything. In the process of it, she, I don't know what kind of sickness came upon her because every month she needs to go for maintenance of the clinic. Then it happened. Something happened again. She lost her business and lost the money and lost everything and could not maintain the artificial look. Her skin started dropping off. Her jaw, you know, was plastic, started melting down. She could not face anybody. She went into hiding. Nobody saw her again. So sin, all right, makes you artificial. So whenever you sin makes you proud and you can't, you, you know, a time will come, disgrace will come, and you start hiding. So when Adam and Eve sinned, they no longer have the image of God. Instead of asking for rewarding, what did they do? They started hiding. And God was calling, Adam, where are you? Adam was hiding. So in our lives, the essence of molding is that God has already created us in his image. But sin creeps into our lives. And whenever sin creeps into our lives, we have to check how the sin creeps into our lives. Who let the windows open and allow flies to come in? Who let the doors open and allow the rodents to come in? When you are living in a house with the rodents, you know you dare not put down bread. Wherever it is, unless it's in the cupboard, and sometimes they will eat up the cupboard if it's moved. They will bore home. They will keep scratching and eating the wood until they gain access into the cupboard. And if you don't know that there is hole behind the cupboard, you just open the cupboard and find out that the mice of the right have given birth to a lot of children. There's no more one rat that is living there. And that is how sin is. When we don't know how the rats came in, 
other rats will come in, or maybe the rat that came in is pregnant. And they don't give that to one child. They give that to maybe 12 children at a time. So one rat came in pregnant to sin. One error came in pregnant with imaginations, with temptations, with a lot of behaviors and attitudes. So anytime we look into the mirror and we see that something is wrong with us, let's go back to the image bigger. God. Because Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 tells us that God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. So the image, the making of God is a template. The originality of God is our template. So when something is wrong with us, we got to run back to our template. And our template will remove us. Correct the damaging aspect of our lives. The damaging aspect of our character. The broken area of our lives and character. And then we begin to have this image again. And the modeling is likeness. The way we move. The way we talk, sometimes the way we talk is not like Jesus. We offend our brothers and sisters. We offend people in our environment. We offend people and they don't want to talk to us because they know that anytime we open our mouth, the words that come out is offensive. And when we say offensive, Sometimes the word that comes out is rotten. It's smelling. The order of our words stinks. So sometimes people don't want to talk. And we don't know why they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk because they are blocking the hole in your mouth that is stinking. That is rotting. So our words, our language, how we think, if we don't think like Jesus Christ, we will always be in the wrong. When we go to bed, some of us rush before we go to bed at night. And still, you wake up in the morning, you smell your own mouth order, stinking. And you're like, well, I didn't brush my mouth before I went to bed last night. Why is my mouth smelling? It's because when we are resting, our body goes into a mode of recycling. And this recycling brings out different kinds of order. Before you went to bed, your room smells so nice. When you are going to bed, you lock the doors, the windows everywhere. Because you don't want any foreign thing to come into the room. You wake up in the morning and 
Your own bed is mm. the room, mm. and you're like, what's smelling here? Because when you were sleeping, your body was recycling. You were releasing carbon dioxide. <laughs> so when you wake up in the morning, you want to refresh the room. You open the windows. You want to refresh your body. You brush your mouth. You want to refresh your body. You take your shower. And then you feel good again. Are you getting it? So this is the point where molding means you are refreshing. The way you woke up in the morning. And sometimes when some people sleep at night, there is this uh, thing that comes on the corner of your the moats, okay, in the corner of their eyes. And sometimes some people can't open their eyes in the morning. And when the light comes on, they can't open their eyes. It's like stuck, like a gong in their eyes. And the same with some people will just see some white stuff around their mouth. So, you know, all kinds of things happen to us when we are sleeping because our body goes into recycle, okay? The same way, when we go out and we talk to people, even on the phone these days, you talk to people and people just cut off the phone because your words are offensive. They don't like what they, they are hearing from you. So this is where molding is a place of repentance. It's a place of I am sorry. It's a place of I don't mean to say what I said. Is a place of misinformation, misinterpretation. Are you getting it? So anytime we talk to people and, you know, we just felt funny, check what you said and quickly make amendments. So morning is a place of amendments. Call the person back and say, uh, I think I said something that was not too comfortable when I was talking. I, uh, the way you responded uh, made me feel uh, I might have offended you. I am sorry. But by the way, is there anything I said that offended you that made you uncomfortable? And the person said, yeah, you said this and I've been thinking about it. Just say, I'm sorry. Okay? You quickly make the amendment. Otherwise, the enemy will get that window and use that window to torment you. Use that window to attack you. Use that window to allow other pests to crawl into their house. I remember some years ago, uh, you know how uh, you look at some houses and there are crawling plants on the wall and uh, rodents, not, rodents love that. Also, uh, reptiles love that. And there was this house. The ceiling is not this kind of ceiling. The ceiling is the old type ceiling where sometimes there is space between the roof and the ceiling itself. 
So it happened that different types of reptiles have started living in the ceiling of the house. And every now and then, they will hear a crawling. Something is crawling in the ceiling. It's trying. And they thought maybe lizards are fighting. Okay? And uh, maybe cats and all kinds of things are fighting because the cat also goes in there to go eat. Okay? So, but one day, something happened and they had to do a repair. And they found out that different types of snakes were living in the ceiling. It's frightening. So all the time that they were hearing some movement, that is a crawling movement, it was, they were all snakes. Newsmen came with their camera to come and take photographs that people were living in the house. Children were living in the house. What were snakes doing in the roof? Because of the plants that were on the wall. And also because were holes. This is how offenses can open door for the enemy to crawl into people's lives. This is how conversations that are not relevant can cause the enemy to crawl into people's lives. And so the original frame from which we are created can be contaminated, can be broken. The original template, which is the image of God, can be broken. So anytime we are relating to people, we must remember the word of God, that the word of God is the book of discipline, the book of correction. The book of instruction, the book of guidance, the book of leadership. And Psalm 23 will say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Okay? And from it came the song, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. So we need to be guided. How do we get guidance? From the word of God. How do we get guidance? From the teaching of the word of God. How do we get guidance? From being corrected with, by, through the word of God. By the word of God means, as you study, you know, with the word of God means somebody will remind you, will teach you. Through the word of God means as we relate to one another and we speak the word of God to ourselves, we are saying that God is our maker. He is the original template 
from which our frames was made. And also, we must remember that the Word of God is our modeling. How do we walk? Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the Lord. So we are walking according to the counsel of the Word of God. When you want to take a decision, who counsels you? And is the person counseling you is based on the counseling on the Word of God? Modeling. What to do, what not to do? Modeling. How to walk? How not to walk? Modeling. How to sit? How not to sit? Modeling. How to talk? How not to talk? Modeling. So we must bear in mind that the word of God is meant to model our lives because he's our creator. And we must know him in every aspect of our lives. And uh, so today, I want us to remember that we are being reminded that we are created in the image of God according to Genesis 1, 26 to 28. And so we need to be conscious that our windows should not be left opened anyhow. Our doors should not be left opened anyhow. We should manage our windows properly. Whenever we want to open our windows, we must remember that we need um, mesh. We need a mesh. All right? That means whenever we are talking to people, we need a mesh to guide us. And the word of God is our mesh. In summertime, we all want to open our doors and windows for air to come in. But we shouldn't forget that we need a mesh on the window and at the door. Otherwise, flies will come in, mosquitoes will come in, all manner of pests will come in. So whenever we are talking to people, we need a mesh. That is the word of God will be our mesh. In our ears, we need a mesh because our ear is an opening. What do we hear? What do people say to rats? And what do we say to people? In our head, our brains need a mesh. What do we process in our mind? And anything we process in our mind, if it's not properly processed, we drop it into our heart, which is the house that keeps information. You will say the brain keeps information, but the heart keeps a spiritual aspect of information. Okay? The intelligence has a way of keeping information for remembrance. It is, it, 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 it is, it is a place, it is a storage, okay, of the physical things. And the heart is a storage for spiritual things. So when we are having conversation with people, we must know what we are keeping in the storage. What are we keeping? And so we must have a mesh. And the mesh will see the information and separate the trash 
from the real food that we need in our lives. Amen? Any question? No question? That's good. All right. So we'll do reflection and main service, okay? Because of time. All right. Shall we find our hands? Father, we thank you and we bless you for your word this morning. Your word commands us to study to show ourselves approved unto God. Like word men that needs not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Jump over God as we have heard your word today. Enable us to keep your word in the storage of our mind, our heart, our soul, our spirit, so that your word will become applicable in our daily lives and endeavors. Help us to God to walk in the path of righteousness. That the fear of God will guide us. And rodents and pets will not penetrate and hide in our lives. Thank you, Lord. As we go into the next service, we ask that you will continually be our Lord and our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all. Good morning. All right, choir, get ready. Leaders, 